When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Play USA. Thanks to Education USA, your official source on US higher education, providing programs and resources to help you get to a US college. Search online for Education USA Australia. Welcome to another episode of Play USA, our third episode of the year, where we catch up with Queenslander Casey Hall who's in his sophomore year at the University of South Carolina. Casey gives us a great insight into his collegiate journey. We delve into the process of getting to college, the team schedule for the season, and also a day in the life as a student athlete. How did you get to the University of South Carolina and why did you choose the college pathway? Was it sort of a a decision of going and playing so uh, ITF Futures or was the college route something that you'd always sort of had in mind going into your final years of high school? My grade 12 of high school, I, I decided to do school online and I was, I was at the National Academy in, in Brisbane. That was a great pathway and I was planning on that final year because I think I started my last year of juniors somewhere around like 70, 80 uh, ITF and there's the there's the pathway now where if you're in the top 100 finishing the year, I the juniors you get, I'm not exactly sure the number, but a, a couple of wild cards into some 15k futures. So that was kind of my plan going through high school was was to to do that. And then COVID happened, and I, I think I played one juniors event in my final year. Uh, so I, I obviously wasn't top 100 doing that. So then I kind of looked at other pathways. It was also very difficult to travel with futures and expensive traveling with COVID. So then, yeah, I, I looked at some of the pathways. I'd, I'd had some messages uh, from college coaches going through high school and, and whatever. And then, yeah, when I when I decided I wanted to go go on that pathway, I just started so looking at colleges, looking at who I'd gotten messages from and tried to find the best fit. And as you were saying, you know, playing futures after futures tournaments is expensive. There's a financial burden, um, you know, all the travel costs. But this year alone, I mean, you've played 48 matches so far in the spring season and that's singles and doubles. And if you were going to do that in, in the futures levels, you know, that you'd be playing 12 futures, you know, if you played one every week, that would be 12 futures over around three months. So you'd have to play five singles matches and doubles matches to equate to that but imagine all the costs and all the expenses sort of going into that so you've got all the matches you know under your belt and getting an education at the same time so I feel like that's pretty special opportunity that we don't really see anywhere else yeah uh, absolutely I mean I think it's also it's also great just to get get the education you know my goal is after college to go and go and play on the pro circuit but yeah again the education is very important i mean unless you're unless you say 200 in the world at the time you finish you finish high school and the career of playing professional tennis and, and earning a lot of money is looking like very likely then yeah i think it, i think it's a great pathway and i just think college tennis is getting stronger and stronger so in those 48 matches i've played i'm sure i would have played 25 30 different countries which is a unique and and great experience for me because growing up in Australia you really just play Aussie after Aussie then only some you know them or they're your mates and you're getting a massive variety of players different cultures and teams and 
and yeah, it's, it's, it's great experience. And yeah, you really wouldn't find that that many matches anywhere else, unless I'm saying making finals or, and whatever and consistently in futures. And you said that you played at the, at the Queensland national tennis center. Was there a way that you found coach Goffey or did, uh, did they sort of reach out to you? How, how was that sort of communication? How did that take place? I think coach Goffey actually sent me a message and I kind of said at the time that I wasn't interested in going to college, which I wasn't really when he, when he messaged me, he reached out to to my uncle Mark Draper who was my coach at the time and he, he just kind of used him as a I think as a stepping stone to see if there's any good Aussie players yeah I think I think Mark sort of listed a couple and he, he also said my nephew is not bad if you want to have a look at, at what he's done and, and whatever and, and Josh had actually already messaged me funny enough so so Mark kind of just said do and check if you have a message from him because I'm pretty sure he's got a pretty good program and yeah I, I just looked into it and I Josh sent me another message when he figured out I was interested yeah we kind of just touched base with that and, and started talking so before getting over to college after you've signed your letter of intent and you go through that whole sort of process just give us a rundown of sort of what the visa application looks like because i know there's three consulates in australia in melbourne sydney and perth so you being from brisbane what was that whole experience like yeah i mean honestly it was it was a bit of a disaster like with me i was i think i i had a i had a date that i had to be there by or else i wasn't going to be able to come to college i got there the night that i was had to get there or else i wasn't going to be allowed to come and i i did my visa by by mail just because during that time it was very difficult to get any travel there i had to do by my mail and like lunchtime the day before i hadn't received anything we sent a lot of emails and yeah it was it was very difficult because i actually thought i wasn't going to college and then yeah lunchtime the day before the visa just rocked up in the mail and i was like oh, oh god and i booked the next flight and got there the next night otherwise i was about three hours away from not being able to go to college oh that's uh high pressure right there yeah. in terms of in terms of travel so you get to the campus in uh you're in columbus uh, south carolina what do the facilities look like and not just the facilities but the whole academic space as well in, in columbia it's not exactly the biggest the biggest city i think it's kind of considered a, a college town and i think our football stadium hosts at least 90,000 people. I, mean, I think that's up there with like the MCG back home. I think it might be 100 or something like that. But yeah, I think we have 95,000 is what they can can hold. Yeah, we have 12 outdoor hard courts that are all in, in great shape. We have training rooms that are all great, bikes, gym. So yeah, we have everything we need. We have six pretty much brand new indoors. They've been there for about 18 months, two years. Our classrooms, we, we have a, a business center that is, I think it's one of the best in the country considered. And yeah, I, I just think the facilities all around, it's amazing the amount of money that the colleges have, especially I think in the in the Southeastern Conference. These schools just, they've got a lot of money and they, they spend it and the facilities are incredible. In your sophomore year, you know, and Coach Goffey spoke to us a couple of weeks ago. He came on our college segment for the first serve he spoke about the grit the grit acronym yeah, sort yeah. of that whole mindset how, how has that made a difference uh, to you not just as a player but also uh, as a person yeah i mean the grit is i think growth resilience intensity and toughness and i think it doesn't just apply to our, our on-court behaviors but it's also off-court it might be in the classroom you can take you can take massive massive piece of information i mean he's such a great coach not just in tennis but in life and i mean all of us respect him massively and what he's done it's, it's been incredible and I think when he got here he might have had the worst or one of the worst teams in the SEC and he's built this program from what it was to what it is now being being a top 10 program we've had national champions and we, we've achieved a lot as a program in the last few years I mean we have Paul Job inside top 200 in the world um, Serendolo who's I think top 30 in the world came through here he's not like a, a 
at Duke or at a school like that where they, they have the ease of recruiting massive American players just through the name of the school. So I think uh, I think he's had to search internationally and, and he's managed to get some guys who are willing to work and willing to be committed to the process. And we have a group of guys that, that are like that. The culture here, I think, is great. And I, I couldn't think of a better place to, to train and develop as, as a person. And, of course, I think Coach Goffey is in his 13th uh, season at South Carolina. Yep. Best season yep. so far in his in his career, and even maybe even South yep. Carolina's time as a, as a tennis program, 17-2 and yep. two for season, 6-2 and two in conference matches. Yep. Just give us a little bit of a picture of what the whole sort of spring schedule looks like. Because, I mean, you've played eight conference matches so far but 19 matches in total so that means you're playing a lot of out of conference matches as well and out of conference you're Mm -hmm. gonna have to travel i know you've been to chicago for the ita playoff weekend give us a glimpse into that sort of space we're incredibly proud of what we've done this season one of our goals at the beginning of the season was to be the best team that's ever been here and i don't think we've done that just yet i mean we we got to two in the country a few weeks ago which was the highest ranking in program history but we have a, a team back in i think it was 1986 that went final four in NCAAs and, and they did some pretty incredible stuff as well. I think finished number five. We still have a lot a lot that we want to accomplish. Maybe had a, a couple of rocky weeks in the SEC, you know, obviously throughout the season you're going to have a, a couple injuries, a couple sort of guys going in and out of confidence and form and that really just is part of a season. So I think we've done a good job now we've we're back won the last two matches and looking forward, I think we've got Georgia and Tennessee this coming weekend. They're obviously two two top twelve schools, maybe top fifteen, and they're gonna be extremely difficult and, and they're tough. So yeah, but I think this season, yeah, we I've been had to go to Mississippi on two occasions, Chicago, travelled a lot a lot this season I think we had like five matches away on the road a lot of those being indoors which is new for me I think I played like two indoor matches in my life before this season so getting into this past season I'm definitely looking forward to getting outdoors and playing on something a bit more familiar but it's great experience for me to to get indoors and and have to travel to these places and quicker surfaces and whatever. So yeah, it's it's been it's been great. You've got four SEC matches left before the SEC tournament. That that'll be in Auburn, Texas A and M, and then Florida. Three days later, that's when the SEC tournament starts. Did you participate in that last year? And what what are you expecting out of that? What's that whole that tournament sort yeah. of atmosphere all like? Last season, I came. In in January for my first year, so I, I didn't go straight into the into the lineup. I was sort of next guy in for a bit of for a bit of that season, and well, for majority, I kind of came in around around this time I think last year and played the last couple SEC matches, and then went into the SEC tournament. And we went into the SEC tournament last year as the number two seed and had a disappointing loss actually to Auburn in the quarterfinals. So that was heartbreaking because we we felt like we'd done a lot of good work to get and have that position to be number two seed and have a good run at that tournament. But in the SEC, I think it's the, the conference with the most depth. The bottom end of our conference can still be 30 in the country. And on any given day, you can lose to, to those teams. I mean, they're, they're dangerous. You always have to be on it, especially in the tournament. Like some of those, even those first round teams, they might need a, a big win or two to get themselves into the NCAA tournament and they're hungry. So it, it's a big stepping stone to the start of the tournament season as you have the NCAAs coming up in I think the next week or two after that so you really want to get yourself as prepared for playing those back-to-back days and and yeah it can really set you up for for the NCAA tournament and I drove down to um, Baton Rouge it was about a three-hour drive from where I am and and saw you guys play against LSU and everyone is good from one to six like there was not much of a difference between the number one guy and the number six guy and you know all matches are mm-hmm. 
equal weight. So I feel like if you blink, then, you know, then that's mm-hmm. it. It's a long road ahead. So I guess he's just got yeah. to sort of roll the sleeves up and just get it, get it pumping. Yeah, exactly. I mean, all of these teams, they have very deep lineups. Like really anyone can beat anyone on a given day and if you look after what you can control. I mean, you can typically have a pretty good say in the outcome, but especially going into other people's places, it, it it's very tricky. I mean, I think when we played LSU, I think when we beat them, it made them like 0-5 in the in conference. But I mean, they had some of the top five teams in the SEC and it just showed like we had a, a very tough match with them that day. Like they, that could have easily gone either way. And that's how it is in pretty much every match that you play in this conference. Like if you're just slightly off that day, like it, it can really become a disaster and really kind of give your season a shake-up if you're, if you're not ready for it. It's just, it's extremely tough to week in week out bring bring what you need to bring but you have to or else you're not going to have a very good season and i'm sure time management is an essential skill an essential component of being collegiate athlete what does the whole a day-to-day look like in terms of academics and then going to the cafeteria and then of course you've got to manage your body as well you're on the road so long you get so much physiological and emotional distress i guess when you're on the road for that amount of time yeah for sure i mean i'm pretty nice where i don't have I don't have a class on Friday, which is which is always good because I mean, we normally have a match on Friday as well. So it'd be a bit brutal having a morning a morning class and then a match after it. But yeah, for me, I have class at around 8, 8.30 in the morning, Monday through Thursday. Two classes. So I'll probably have class till about 11.30 on Tuesday and Thursday. And I'm probably done by 9, 9.30 on Monday and Wednesday, so which isn't too bad. And I'll normally have uh, an individual practice in the that Monday and Wednesday morning, probably from 10 till 11-ish and then grab some lunch and then go again for big practice at one that practice can probably be two three hours and then tuesday tuesday thursday don't do any individual work but we have our time in the in the gym normally at, at one o'clock and then we're on court at, at 2 two thirty, and that's another two-hour session we're working hard during the week you know i've, I've got stuff i've always got stuff to you on a friday night or a saturday at noon so try and get as much of it done, especially if I have to go on a road. It's tricky. Like the last thing you want to do after a match is sit down and open the laptop up. So yeah, you can try and get as much of it done during the week as you can, but sometimes you've got a bit left over. Yeah, I've, I've been there. I've, I've had the days where you have to get a, an assignment due or um, an online yeah. exam after a match. So that's pretty tough. Even sometimes you've got to use the hotel's uh, computer as well if your laptop crashes or something yeah, like that. Exactly. <laughs> So yeah. after the SEC tournament, um, if you guys progress, what does it look like after that? What are the uh, the stages um, of the NCAA's after that? I'm not exactly sure how it works, but I know there's a lot of different conferences around around the country. And my understanding is, if you win your conference, that that gets you a direct acceptance in. So you have 64 teams in the tournament. I think it's around around 40 in terms of the ranking is the cut line, and then the next however many spots might be to the conference winners. So obviously in your bigger conferences, those guys would already be in anyway, just purely off ranking. So I think in some of the smaller conferences, you might get some of the smaller schools winning those and, and getting a bid in. I think our goal this year was to get top eight because so obviously hosting hosting and playing at your home is is massive, massive advantage. So I know top 16 get to host the round of 64 and round of 32. So You'll host four teams. Like last year for us, we had South Carolina State, and then we also had Pepperdine that came from the West Coast to play us in the round of 32. And then after that, if you're, if you're top eight and you got through those first two rounds, then you host the third round as well. So for us last year, we finished in nine or 10, I think. So we just missed that. And we ended up having to go to Virginia for the round of 16 and lost there, and they ended up winning the whole thing. So that's where it's 
it can be a pretty big advantage. Like if we just snuck into eight there, we wouldn't have had to deal with them in the round of sixteen. So yeah, that that's our goal this year is to is to get firmly firmly place ourselves inside that top eight so that we can make a really good run. I, I believe top eight is in Orlando, so quarterfinals onwards is in Orlando, Florida, and the USTA campus. I'm pretty sure. Um, so yeah, hopefully we'll we'll be there this year. And do you have a specific match highlight? I know that you got a clinch. I can't remember who it was against the clinch. You know, if, if you won, if you won that last match, that you know that would give you the team the win. Was that sort of the highlight, or was there something else? I, would, I mean, I'd have to say that match against against UNC at at Chicago. I mean, I had a disappointing first day. I wasn't happy with how I played, and we we lost a four three clinch to Georgia on that first day when we really thought that that week was a great opportunity in a national tournament that we could make a really good run for a title. Um, and that was our, one of our goals at the start of the season was to win a, win a title. So, yeah, when we lost that match and I lost my singles in, in that match, I, I thought I'd bounce back pretty well the next day against Baylor. I had a comfortable win. And then, yeah, against against UNC, it, it came down to my match. And that was the first time I've I've won a won a 4-3. I lost a 4-3 against Georgia the year before. So, so yeah, it was nice to come up clutch for the team. And, and we have a little bit of a rivalry with UNC now, I'd say, because... We beat them early in the season. I don't think we'd beaten them in 20 years or something before that. So when we have, we've beaten them in four, four, three twice this season. So we we take that one pretty personally against them. So yeah, it was nice to nice to get it done and just to see just to see the excitement, uh, obviously of all the guys on the team to to be able to win that. Casey, all the best for the upcoming weekend. Some great insights. We'll hope to watch you live uh, over the live stream, of course. And um, best of luck for the SEC tournament. Hopefully, you can. Uh, Keep going all the way and we uh, look forward to covering your journey uh, through the rest of the season. Thanks very much, Lucky. Thanks for having me. Big thank you to Casey for joining us and taking the time out of his busy schedule. And of course, a special thank you to the sponsor of our podcast, Education USA Australia. Tennis is a top five sport for Australian student athletes studying at US colleges and universities. The United States college system is a great fit for students who want to play their sport at a competitive level while studying for a degree and Education USA can help you explore these options. Education USA is your official source on US higher education. In Australia, there are three offices located at US consulates in Melbourne, Sydney and Perth. With over 4,000 US colleges and universities to choose from, there will be one that meets your academic and athletic profile. Education USA provides programs and resources to help you get to a US college. Connect by searching online for Education USA Australia. Be sure to follow us on our socials, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, where we post college highlights, results interviews and much much more also our college segment is on our live radio show each monday night from 8 to 10 p.m australian eastern standard time across australia and new zealand on an am frequency or you can tune in via the sen app or visit sen.com.au stay tuned for episode four our may edition of play usa where we catch up with melbourne's stephanie webb who's in her freshman year at the university of central florida the first serve is your home of tennis at the first serve Log on to find out all the details of our live radio show, other podcasts, read weekly features by our team of writers, and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.